well, hello. Um, <laughs> how do we do it? How do we do a show again? I'm John Armstrong. Um, <laughs> I think oh, we, man, we talked about technology. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hi, John. It, it feels like I've been away for a long time, but to our listeners, know, it's just it, another episode. It's, it's strange. Why does it feel that way? Did we, did we do something different last week? Did we record We recorded earlier? a little bit early oh, we co- because we recorded I on Monday. then right. left the country. Yeah. Yep. That's so right. It's been oh, so that's week. why for you in particular, because you've been yeah. out of the country and then, yeah. and and then I, sitting I on the tarmac for... Yes. I remembered, frankly, while traveling, what a great perk it is that T-Mobile gives you free international roaming. So you can do texts and data for free. And then you this can do episode is brought to you by expensive. T-Mobile. Yeah. But like, I was traveling with a friend who uses Verizon where he was like, yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I can turn yeah. on Wi-Fi calls, which lets him do Wi-Fi texting so we could use the, the Wi-Fi at the place we were at. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a good perk. It's yeah. not fast internet. It's not great. But it's, it's better than no internet. I'm yeah. saying. Well, that's the is the best internet the internet that you have with you. I guess so. Has to be yes. has to be any internet. Any internet is better than no internet, right? But it is hilarious how bad no internet is. Like no internet is horrible. Yes. Yeah, and we still get that every now and again when we go to visit my brother in Vermont. It's um, Verizon just does not <laughs> does not have coverage in Vermont at all. Um, it's mostly all AT and T up there. And we and, and do we you not did trust the, your brother's Wi-Fi. We yeah no we uh, we you know in the house it's fine but um but like when we go there and we and if we stay with them it's obviously it's fine but if we stay down the hill at the inn um it's garbage <laughs> and for a long time the inn had like this they they said oh just use the the town's Wi-Fi well like the room like the room that we normally stayed in you had to stand in the corner of the room in order to get onto the town's Wi-Fi so. That didn't work so right. But, Got um, it. We and we tried this last time. We tried the T-Mobile, you know, the uh, trial thing. Both Hank and yeah. I uh, downloaded and used that, and that was a little bit better. At least it gave us. Oh, different... right, where it sets up like a an eSIM or something. Yeah, yeah. So you get it for thirty days. So we at least got different coverage, <laughs> but it still wasn't. It still wasn't great. So for some reason, I think uh, Vermont is AT and T country. Interesting. Yeah, my my in laws live ten minutes from here, and they live in a, a small T Mobile dead zone. <laughs> it's mm. very annoying. Like, uh, it's hard. You know, to, it's hard to real. I mean, like, I don't understand how that happens now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially now. Like, I could get it maybe ten, fifteen years ago, but now, like, when there's things, when there are so many people who are willing to put stuff on their own property, if you pay them, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not saying build a cell phone tower in my backyard, but like the internet companies of the world all the isps in the u.s have tried to set things up so everybody else can also get on your shared router like their systems uh, air tags can use all the phones around like there should be some solution is all mm-hmm. i'm saying yeah to help get the signal around when, when we had at&t in this house for a, a while i mean we used to have at&t and then we moved to this place and it was worse when we got here we got one of those hubs whatever the heck they are um you know, which goes through your internet and supposedly lets you do um, and it did not work very well. So, mm. uh, but that was, you know, more than 15 years ago, probably. And then we switched to Verizon and, uh, and have not looked back. I still want to try. So unfortunately, Hank and I burned through the uh, the T-Mobile trial while we were away 
last summer and never got a chance to try it when we got home. <laughs> um, Karen never used it, so I want to get her to try it, and I still haven't done Smart. it. Smart. Um, to see if uh, T-Mobile coverage is better, because I would like to switch to T-Mobile, because it seems like I, the perks are better. Yeah, I mean, I... And they I, just, they just a, added, like, uh, what, uh, Apple... T- Apple TV, Apple Plus, TV is a Plus is a yeah. perk. They already pay for my Netflix. Yeah. And then my Apple TV Plus is currently covered by well, my yes, Apple One. Well, yes, that's the other thing. I would love for them yeah. to pay for my Netflix. Yeah, they do. They do pay for mine. <laughs> um, well, I don't care if they pay for yours. I want them to pay for mine. No, you can't. Can't they do that while um, I'm on Verizon? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be a great perk. I, uh, man, oh, man. I don't know. I, uh, I, I think that all cell phone companies are, are kind of crappy. And I don't love that T-Mobile is acquiring Sprint or has acquired Sprint or is doing something with Sprint, despite the fact that, like, I think it's already happened now. Um, but, like, I was once a Sprint customer and Sprint sucked. So as long as T-Mobile yeah. just acquires their infrastructure and not their suck, then I guess yeah. it's fine. There's more but, There's uh, more companies than you'd think, though. I mean, the, the, there are, you know, just a few very big ones um, but there are a bunch well, of like aren't most the other too. ones whatever they call them the the MV something like the ones yeah, that just I think reuse so. That's probably true. yeah they they piggyback on the other yeah I don't know how they how they make a business out of that that seems like movie pass <laughs> 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 well I think it's the are they MVNs is that what they're called I can't remember uh, but whatever those yeah. other companies are that that piggyback on somebody else I think they just, they just they're just lower margin businesses right they don't I guess so yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. Ryan uh, Reynolds is one of those, right? Mint oh, Mobile, him. that's his. That's right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you you mentioned Movie Pass, so mm-hmm. uh, we have. Th- we're not going to let this be oops all questions, but there are more questions than any prior episode of the show has oh received. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so the as as longtime and new listeners probably know, we've got Rebound Prime, prime.reboundcast.com. You don't have to join. No pressure. If you do join, we're so grateful. You get bootlegs. You get bonus episodes each week. And you get to join our members-only Discord, um, which is a place where you can submit questions that we answer here on the show. Boy, that Discord questions thing blew up. In, uh, a half of the questions came just today. Um, but we'll plow through some of these. Mahir wants to know where he signs up for Lex's Philosophy Insights 101, which I think is a reference to something that happened on last week's episode. Um, that's basically your daily Lex. <laughs> that's where I share my <laughs> philosophy insights every day. Um, we did fix the issue with, uh, real names showing up in these questions, yes. by the way, but it's, it's only fixed as of the later questions. So for several reasons, I'm going to butcher everybody's names. Okay. Uh, but Spall wants to know, is Lex or John or Dan going to sign up for the relaunching movie pass, which you <laughs> yeah, maybe think yeah. of because you mentioned, <laughs> um, I'm sitting it out for now. Movie pass was great when it was a horrible business. Now that they're trying to make it a real business where it's only at some theaters and there's different level plans and there's a certain number of movies. Like I liked it when you were stealing from somebody because you were stealing from a business that was asking you to steal from them. <laughs> now that it's like reasonably priced for a reasonable amount of movies, that's less interesting to me. So no, I'm not going to sign up for it. <laughs> are, are you, uh, are you going to movies these days? No, I mean, I would in a mask. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but I, I, I was never a huge moviegoer. Because yeah. I like it. Seemed like you were home. for a while. I mean, you when you were doing movie. Yeah, that movie pass showed up, and I was like, "This is the thing." Like, if I can just because here's the thing: there are very few movies where I'm like, "Yeah," because it's not just you know your overpriced movie ticket, right? It's it's the whole it's the time and the parking, and you're gonna want to buy food, and it's all like yeah. willing yourself to sit and not pee for the whole two hours, <laughs> like or more. Doing it, doing it, at, you know, where I didn't have to worry. Boy, this is why am I spending thirty five dollars, forty five dollars, whatever it is, on this experience. Like that's why I like. It's the same reason I like an all-inclusive resort. I like paying for it once and then not worrying about it. That's yeah. that's how my brain works. Right, right. So that's that's when I got into movies. Well, that's when I got into movie theaters. I've always liked yeah. movies, John. Yeah. 
I recently resubscribed to um, Marvel Unlimited, which is like you, know, you pay a subscription fee and you get all of their comic books. Like you don't get the, you, I think you have to wait six months after they come out. But other than that, you can read all the back issues. So, sort of a similar thing. And yeah, I pl- subscribed before. And I found that I was reading so many comic books, I wasn't reading books. So um, I stopped so I could read some books and I'm trying it again. And hopefully I can have a little bit more <laughs> self-control and actually. I read two books on vacation books. and I saw and, uh, both on a Kindle and I saw my first uh, Kobo in the wild. And man, I just glared at that Kobo. I didn't glare at the Kobo owner, but I glared at that Kobo. I was like, oh, I should have brought it. I should have brought it when we had dinner. Dang. <laughs> I would have signed it for you. <laughs> That's not what I want. (laughs) Listener Kevin S. says, How often, if at all, do you receive unsolicited requests from people you don't know to be guests on the podcast to talk about a topic or their new tech book? (laughs) I've heard other podcast hosts talk about this. I was curious how widespread of a practice it is. Don't worry, I have no book. Thanks. Kevin, we'd love to book you on the show. not to, I mean, I see those kinds of emails all the time, just from like catch-all email addresses. Yeah. At I don't the know, like, well, so thing. we've had, we've definitely had a few on the show, um, and some of them from, and they're persistent. Yeah, so you often get, yeah, like, like some CEO who is trying to boost right. their business, basically, and and so they're shopping themselves around to be on podcasts in order for you to hear the name of their company, I guess, <laughs> or themselves. Um, and then you get a bunch of just, you know, like yahoos, um, who are trying to, yeah. it's always someone who's trying to sell something, obviously. Right. Uh, and occasionally we can get them from like other podcasts, like even other relevant to us podcasts, but it's just, as, it doesn't feel yeah. like the right show for guesting. Uh, no, we're not, we're not. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we've, have we ever had a guest guest? I don't think we, a guest guest, we've had no. guest hosts we've, right? when someone Which is, is you know, yeah, but you, it's the same cadre of individuals. Right. I mean, we have a we have a small stable, <laughs> which is where we keep them, of um, your guys, your John Armstrongs, yeah, yeah. your Scottish people, <laughs> <laughs> James. We know your name. Um, <laughs> there's a there's I, I was thinking back to when i did an insane show with uh, an insane lovely person when i did unprofessional with Dave Whiskers. It was always <laughs> his conceit that whoever that guest was was a third host. Um, like mm-hmm. that was the idea to him was that it was like, it wasn't a guest. You were also yeah. a host for that yeah. episode. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're still friends with Jesse, the body Ventura. Exactly. Um, on his Christmas card list. <laughs> uh, now you taught me this one last week, so I'm gonna see if I can get it. Uh, Josh Muthamani. Yep. Do we get that right? All right. Josh Muthamani says, what would be your personal most impactful Apple product in the last decade? For me, it's CarPlay. I can't imagine how I traveled before that. Uh, I was shocked, Josh, that your answer was CarPlay. <laughs> like that was that would never have been my guess for anybody's answer, but I love that. I think, that if, I had, I think if I had CarPlay, it might be CarPlay, but I don't have CarPlay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then what is the, the last decade? Yeah. Oof. And that's like iPhones are newer than that. I mean, I guess, I guess it could go... still be an iPhone, like if it was, you know, or an iPhone feature. Right. Um, if I had to pick one from the last decade, I, I have two options in my head. One is Siri, because I really do use Siri all the time. Um, and the other one is, and this is a little bit of a cheeky answer, but I mean it, but the podcast app. Um, once they started making the podcast app a default app, that really helped blow up the podcast industry, which <laughs> put my kids through college. So that was the most impactful one for me. And they're too young to go to college. Yeah, yeah. That's they why you had to go with theory. your son. Depending on how I gamble, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't have a great answer for this, but I'm um, airdrop. I use quite frequently, and interesting. I like it because it seems like it. At least now, I don't think it started out this way, but it always seems to work. Whereas if I try and do like you know, sharing and log in through sharing, uh, it often mm-hmm, does not. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm just gonna say that. How about that? I uh, when I was flying internationally last week and this week, I guess um, United has great working Wi-Fi when you're over the continental U.S., but it goes away when you're over you know, when you're not anymore, right? And so mm-hmm. I was going over the ocean, and I needed to communicate with Lauren, who was sitting a couple rows away. So I started airdropping her notes, and then she <laughs> she was accepting the notes, uh, but she wasn't replying. And eventually my brain clicks and I'm like, I sent another note saying, I think you are attempting to reply by typing in this note like it is a shared note. It is not a shared <laughs> note. You need to send me a note back. And then I started getting like, oh, that's what Sierra's passport number is so I can fill out this form to go to the country. Um, there are a bunch of questions about whether Dan fixed the bot for <laughs> submitting questions. Uh, yes. Uh, Mahir also asks, besides suits, have you ever had anything else tailor-made or custom-made? I guess some built-in stuff in my house that was made for my house. Yeah. I don't even know if I've had that done. <laughs> we, we did like a Maybe built-in not. entertainment center and built-in bookshelves. That was it. Wait, it seems Which, like way, should, I highly I recommend it. It's not a super expensive job, and it looks great. Like, once you have these, these permanent shelves somewhere, oh, yeah. it, just, it looks cool. Yeah. I think they removed some built-ins in this house when they redid it in, mm. the, in the 80s, which, is, which always crushes me. Because our old house had a bunch of built-in stuff that was, you know, from 1914, I think, when the house was built. The 80s was always it? crushed me, too. 1906, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> wow. A long time ago. Quite some time ago. Two years yeah. before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> too easy. Too easy. Um, I was too young to stop them. And Mahir has one more question. <laughs> Is Lex going to have a minute-by-minute breakdown podcast for the new Weird, <laughs> the Al Yankovic story movie with his celebrity friends <laughs> Where as Lex guests. breaks down? Isn't this why he became a podcaster, his raison d'etre? It's a really interesting question. I, <laughs> I'm not going to do a minute-by-minute breakdown podcast for Weird. Uh, I don't know if Jason Snell would say, hey, we should have an episode of the Incomparable podcast dedicated to Weird, the Al Yankovic story. If he did, I would certainly want to be the guest host for that episode. Like, I, mean, I don't I think, think I you could say that and then you could host that. Um, Jason, I just don't know if Jason, Jason would, would say think go right ahead. One. Okay, I he would, might. I would. That's that. Would, I, that would be my guess. But you know, I, I know. think I talked to him about it once on the incomparable Slack, which doesn't save history past a certain point. You know, yeah. it's with a Slack free plan. So, and I can't remember where that conversation landed. Um, I'm very excited to watch the movie. I'm expecting to love the movie. It looks to me like it will actually be significantly better than UHF, which I also love. Weird Al's first movie. Um, <laughs> that's a, that is a good movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. It, it is it is a good movie and a bad movie. Like it's good and very stupid, and it's leaning into yes. its stupidity, but it's stupid. Yeah. Here, I just think that like like everyone else, Al has grown and his humor sensibility is more modern. It certainly feels like certain kinds of humor today, not age better in terms of like are they all, you know, woke and modern sensibility. Like you can watch episodes of The Office that are very you know cringeworthy now, not yes. just from the general humor, but from some of the topics. But like, I I, I feel like the stuff that Al does in his in the current era has more lasting power. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just a bias of being of now. I don't know, but that's what I think. Yeah. That um, could be. So I'm very excited for it. I, I will certainly podcast about it, but I won't do a minute by minute breakdown. 
Because um, I guess that leaves an opening for me. But bolts will exactly. Uh, I am. Robot I am. I am also congratulations. Opens. I am also excited for this movie. I, I. I was. You know. You know. Reasonably interested when I heard about it. Um, but I thought the trailer was really fun. So. And what's you know this movie started as a fake trailer. Yeah. On Funny or Die a thousand years ago, <laughs> with Olivia Wilde as Madonna and uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad as um <laughs> as Al. And now the real movie is Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna and Daniel Radcliffe as Al. Like these yeah. are these are real people. Uh, and Daniel and Radcliffe, Radcliffe is kind of ripped. Um. Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was the word. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, and Al which I, I the, assume I assume Al is also ripped and also had a long time relationship with Madonna, right? Yeah. Well, so that's what's funny <laughs> to me is that the press continues to report on this as a biopic, and then. <laughs> You've had people saying, like, wait, did Al really date Madonna? I saw on the Weird Al Reddit, which, yes, I'm a part of the Weird Al Reddit. Uh, somebody was, like, a, clearly a kid was like, wait, did Al and Madonna really kiss a lot? <laughs> like, no. No, they did not. It's, it's a parody. Um, but uh, on the same topic, uh, there are several questions on this topic. <laughs> Robot MLG says, does Lex have a cameo in the upcoming Weird Al biopic? Um, I do not. I will say it was not off the table. Um, and I have friends who do have cameos in the upcoming Weird Al biopic. Oh, wow. Um, uh, am I in it? Have you? (laughs) Yes. You, you, you play Madonna. Um, also on this topic, listener ZM Knox asks, uh, have you ever watched anything on the Roku channel before? And so this is an important one. Like you don't have to have a Roku to watch this movie. You have to ha- have the Roku channel, which is free and you can get on Apple TV. You can get on fire TV. You can get obviously on a Roku. Uh, I have watched one other thing on the Roku channel and I have plans to watch a third thing on the Roku channel. I've watched, um, Zoe's extraordinary playlist, the movie. I, th- I probably talked about it at the time. Did you ever watch that TV show? Uh, we watched one episode. Hank needed to watch it for school, um, because it was anyway. Yes, (laughs) I love that show. Um, and when they canceled it, then Roku bought and said, "Hey, we'll do a Christmas movie," which was also great. Um, so I watched that, and then I believe that Roku Channel is getting ready to release. Um, and maybe already has uh the musical of Heather's, like a recording of the Broadway production of the West End, somebody's production of the musical Heather's, which my oldest really wants to see. So we'll watch that. (laughs) I and did then, not know uh, there was a weird. musical of others. Yeah, uh, Ani had to wait a long time till I declared uh, that she was old mm-hmm. enough to watch the movie, and now that she's seen the movie, I was like, yeah, we'll just watch the musical too. Why not? Yeah. Um, but it's so. But this, I, I, when I saw this question come in from ZM Knox, and we only have two questions left, um, it, it raised for me the question like. Does this strategy that Roku is employing make any sense? Because they snatched up all the mm-hmm. Quibi content and they're making more and more originals. But like, I don't feel like people have channel loyalty, right? They just want to watch the stuff they want to watch. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure why you would. Other than the fact, I mean, you know, if you can only afford a few channels, you're going to have channel loyalty just because you pay for those channels right. and you don't want to be constantly having to switch. But the Roku channel is free as far as I can tell. Like you just, you just I think so, it. right? Yeah, I mean, do you even you don't even have to have a Roku device, right? right. Yeah, it's just yeah, an so app. I'm, I'm not entirely sure I'm following the business model. Like, maybe yeah, no, they, I don't. Are they going to well, interrupt the movie with ads? Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it just to make their name like you? I mean, I will say the the one thing I was looking at um, TVs and um, 
we have a 55 inch in the living room and i was thinking that's a nice tv i like that it's, but could it be 65 inches <laughs> <laughs> and you know it could be 65 inches so i was looking at 65 inch tvs and then you know because then i could move the tv in the living room down to the basement and the one in the basement up to my office and then you know everything gets imp- you know life in general just gets better mm-hmm. uh, and i was looking at devices and um I just, I didn't want to switch, like I have a, you know, they're all Roku uh, based and I didn't want to switch just because I didn't want to have to deal with another interface, you know, like, so I I was, I was looking at other devices and I was like, well, maybe I'll look at this, this one. And then I was like, oh, it's Google. It's some Google thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think I want to switch. I don't think I want to have like an odd TV in the house. That I, certainly so, that I have to explain to other people. I understand this take, but I actually challenge it because, my, you know, listen, I'm the tech savvy star family for better or for worse, but like they, my family doesn't even know which device is which, right? Like they don't know, oh, now in this room I'm using Roku versus in this room I'm using Fire TV because yeah. not that the interfaces are identical, but they're all pretty self-explanatory at this point. I don't think they all were. Honestly, I think we've talked about this, but I think that Apple's interface for a while was pretty hard to figure out because of the yeah. <laughs> the way the menu button also meant like go back a step. But mm-hmm. uh, I still does. But I don't know. I, the apps themselves are the same once you get into them. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So it's kind of like the same way. You know, you can have different TVs with different remote controls, like in the old days. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like it would be a lot easier if we didn't have that. So I don't know. I'm really, and plus I like we we have TCLs and I like them i like the i like the yeah. picture um they've held up very well so i don't know i might i I'm, I'm not sure if i'm if when i'm gonna buy another tv um possibly for my birthday we'll see nice this um, is coming up in november yeah um, um i and uh, i have watched something on the roku channel i don't remember what it was there was an <laughs> old movie i wanted to watch um and it wasn't available anyplace else and i started watching it on the roku channel and they believe they had ads and that's what, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, how many ads are they very disappointed to see that weird with? Because I imagine that's what'll happen, right? If I I'm watching so. weird, they're going to put ads in there. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, you think if I had the TV, like, you know, I have the, the the Roku TV device, like, it shouldn't show the ads, but I guess that's not the that's not the case. My hunch is that it still will. Yeah. Um, then Dan wants to know who put the bop in the bop shabop shabop. Thank you, Dan. Um, <laughs> that was Dan testing that he had fixed some things in the bop. Okay. And then finally, listener, well, finally, before I check my email, listener John Parkinson says, who would play Lex in It's Friedman, the Lex Friedman story? And what part would you cameo as? He's emphasizing the E of Friedman as opposed to Friedman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to be played by a young Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, who would play me part in, the, I, in the Lex yeah, Friedman story? <laughs> right. Well, who would play you, John? And then what part would you want to cameo as? That was a question for you, right? Right. Well, I was. I mean, I would probably cameo as you, right? Like, I, I think I would play Moltz. <laughs> I don't think I can do a more. I think I'd probably do a Moltz. Then, then should I be Dan? I don't think that would work either. <laughs> I'm not tall enough to be Dan. You're, and you're to, too tall to be me. That's also true. Although maybe maybe like movie me is taller. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum was very tall, I think. So it'll it'll all work yeah, out. Jeff, well, Jeff Goldblum works out perfectly. Yeah. Um. I you know I was looking at somebody the other day. Like I was watching some show and like I was like, oh, that person could play me in something. <laughs> who was? <laughs> Which it? will never happen. And I don't remember who it was. <laughs> so it's not a very helpful anecdote. <laughs> Pause while Lex types in titles. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
And then I'm just checking to see if anybody emailed questions because I know many of them have moved. Yes, there are some emailed questions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Oops, all questions. Um, (laughs) Barry Steak Fries says, Wahoo, I'm back, baby. I've missed you, John, and I heard your complaints, so I funded the scientists to start sciencing so I can don my reference. That is a reference to Jetpack. Have you started playing with me or Betty? And if so, how far have you gotten? I have. Um, I still haven't gotten very far, um, but I've gotten further than I got before. I think I've gotten in. I've only gotten in like three or four levels. So um, I did play it more. I didn't play it as much as I thought I would, but um, I am still interested in playing it. I am still enjoying it. And I'm glad you understood what this question was. Cause yeah, I no, I know that would have been very confusing. I Well, it took me a second because I was like, wait, steak fries. I know that 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 I thought because I, I thought that was very funny. A very funny name <laughs> that they used. <laughs> and I can't remember if that's the original. It must be the original, right? It must be the same from the original game. But I just didn't, I didn't recall it from the original game. So, but Classic I Classic games it. that hold up, by the way. Uh, my kids and I still really enjoy a good game of stagehand every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good game. Scientist, Scientist Craig. Is this also a Jetpack Joyride reference? I don't know. <laughs> Scientist Craig says, Lex is the company that provides things from A to Z sell rocket-powered backpacks asking for a friend <laughs> yes it is <laughs> uh but no we don't as far as i know hmm. as um, far as you know jack carlson asks what are your opinions on apple contemplating increasing ads in some of their products specifically apple podcasts i think we covered that one and i yeah. don't think they're going to necessarily do that I, and um, i hope not really i mean i think after going through all of this <laughs> like we're the privacy company we're going to destroy the ad business right. um and make sure that everybody's Privacy is protected, and now we're going to sell your information ourselves. Is not Jack is not a good look. No, I agree. And I and Apple has every time Apple's dabbled in ads, like it's never been a huge thing for them. Like yeah, it's, it's right. Okay That's the other thing. Your, it's never yeah. I mean, skill set. It's the what was, um, what was, the, what was has, their social media thing? Um, oh, uh, ping ping yeah. <laughs> it's I wonder if ping were around today. Like when they like, talk to the cast of For All Mankind exclusively on ping. <laughs> mm. See now that would be a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Like if they rolled that in there. But alas. Um but so Jack had also asked this question that I think actually he he references a thing that I I did want to mention because I also saw some people tweeting at me about this. He said, My Series 6 Apple Watch brought brand new late last year and charged every night is at 88% battery life health remaining. Do you think the number and type of complications on the face may reduce battery life? I usually run the infographic face with eight complications, health complications plus battery level and tasks. So I think that what you're doing, Jack, could run down your battery on a day-to-day basis, but I don't think it would degrade your battery life over time. I just think that these watches, you know, really Mike Hurley said it in chat somewhere I think, but it's like these smaller devices, (laughs) their their batteries can't last as long. smaller batteries. They just... They just they can't have the same kind of health longevity. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I mean, my understanding also is is that the watch complications don't. I mean, they often don't work all that great, right? Because every time I put my watch on in the morning, I have the um, carrot weather complication on, and I have to tap it in order for it to refresh this. So I put my watch on. I you know put in my passcode. And then I look at the weather and realize that that's probably the weather from yesterday. And so I have to tap it and it opens the carrot weather app on the watch. And then it will update the complication once you go back to the main screen. And 
Yeah. That is my, that's, which seems dumb and it's not carrot's fault. It's just the way the complication system works on the watch because yeah, they don't, they use... don't, they can't, and I don't think there's, they think there are certain cycles or something like that. You can't force an update and it has to do it on its own time. And right. it's never when I want it to do it. I, um, I know what you mean. I mostly use Apple's complications, which I think maybe, I don't know if they get to cheat or what. They probably the only do. one that I use that like needs to be current is a calendar one from Fantastical. And that one always updates at exactly the right time. Like it'll show my next meeting. And then when that time comes, it'll start showing the next meeting. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, if they get, if there's something different with calendaring or what. Yeah, or like, I don't know. Because, or maybe because it's very, it's, it's scheduled times. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a couple more questions, but before we do them, I want to talk about ZocDoc. Because this episode of The Rebound, John, it's brought to you and to our listeners by ZocDoc. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? And take a mimosa either way. With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed. Take your insurance and are available when you need them. Listen, if you only use ZocDoc because it identifies doctors who take your insurance, I guarantee you its interface is better than your insurance's crappy website. You can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. The mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. You can find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments, and now when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. So find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. It's their go-to whenever they need to find and book a quality doctor. I'm one of them. I'm one of those millions of ZocDoc users. I used it to book a dermatologist. I got an appointment, I can't remember if it was the next day or the day after, but it was, it was my choice, whichever it was, and the painful bump in my head, it's no longer there. <laughs> Thanks to like the bingo paint stick things she gave me that I put on my bump and it went away over time. So uh, I don't know. If you're going to see doctors, I, I don't understand why you do it any other way than via ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash rebound. That URL one more time, ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and for getting rid of the painful bump on my head. <laughs> it was very nice of them. Uh, the last handful of questions. John Downing says, I took, a hi- <laughs> I took a hiatus from all things podcasts, so I come back and there's colors and icons in my overcast smart playlists. Dan is on paternity leave, and my biggest shock is that Guy hadn't taken over hosting duties for the rebound. Okay, question time. John, you <laughs> mentioned using collections to enter your licenses into a database. Your requirement was an app that works on Mac and iOS. For this kind of list, why did you choose using a database instead of the numbers spreadsheet app from Apple? <laughs> what functions in a database help you that numbers can't do in your situation? Serious question, not sarcastically implied. Thanks. <laughs> um, sarcastic that was actually implied. my first um, thing that I tried. And the, the problem with that is when you open a spreadsheet through numbers on your phone, maybe it's you know particularly a problem with a smaller phone, it is clunky and difficult to read and navigate mm. so uh, i i immediately ruled that out and I, I was pleased with the interface particularly like i said on the phone with uh, collections so it was a much better user experience than trying to use a spreadsheet makes sense 
And then finally, sigh of relief for all of us. <laughs> listener Jojo asks, what is your oldest active internet account? Mine is an eBay account I opened in 1999. Wow. That was Jojo's answer. Um, when did okay. Apple ID start being so, thing? I probably, I mean, I have an eBay account that's probably pretty old too. Um, I have I an Amazon account. And my mode. Amazon account is at least from 99. Um, and I have a, <laughs> because remember, Flickr got bought by Yahoo. Right. And you had to have a Yahoo account. I don't think it was my, that was my first Yahoo account though. I think I had a different Yahoo account earlier and then I abandoned it and then I had to make a new one when Flickr got bought by Yahoo. So I don't think that's as old as I think it is. Although I had a, a Yahoo account a long time ago. The other one, the other one I have, well, it's probably not as old as like 99 is a blogger. It's probably, I'm sure I still have a blogger account, which I guess is technically still running. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I'm trying to think of like old ones that I would still potentially use. I think at some point eBay did sunset my eBay account because I hadn't used it for so long. So then I had to create a second one. Um, hmm. Yeah, Amazon I feel like I feel like I mean, maybe I'm missing something, you know, like there's got to be there's got to be another one floating out there. <laughs> but when did Apple start creating what became Apple IDs? Um, I guess that's early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to say like 2003, 2004. My initial Gmail account I've had for a long time. It forwards to my current email, but it only gets spam. I don't think I have my GeoCities account anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Mobile me, right? (laughs) The number of URLs that you can type in. So mobile me branded iTools between 2000 and 2002. Mac until 2008. There's just... you can go to a lot of URLs and just get redirected to Yahoo. That's where GeoCities goes. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah. that's a great question. But it, it well, makes me feel old remembering some of the services from a long time. <laughs> I, I don't worry about that anymore. Um, <laughs> speaking of old things, um, yes. Netflix is 25 now. I saw. <laughs> it it you... appears they're offering some amnesty to people who <laughs> haven't returned their DVDs. discs. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they released, they, they had some tweet that was like, show us the discs that you've had for a really long time. Don't worry. We're not going to come after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, I mean, and how, how early did you get Netflix? Cause we did, we resist. I mean, we, well, we had a really good, um, DVD, you know, like a rental place in town for a long time. Uh, here anymore, obviously, but, uh, and then we had another good one that was even that came into business even closer. And that place only closed like a couple of years ago, which I was always kind of astounded by. And but we did eventually do it. And then and then I did. If you recall, I did DVD delivery for a long time. Past for a very long time. Everybody else was doing it. <laughs> I'm looking at the Netflix DVD email. Uh, where they said that a disc I had reported was lost arrived. That was from March 2010. Um, so I clearly had a Netflix DVD account before then. It seems like I don't have the emails from before then. Like, I wonder if I was deleting them for some reason or what. But I, I, that's the last one I can see. When I, when I received, they told me that they received the movie, which I don't even remember, a movie called Adam. But when they told me they had received Adam from me, that email reports I can't that I have. You still have that. <laughs> I have 276 movies <laughs> in my queue at that time. 
Um, I also have an email where they're talking about how um, they're going to change pricing. <laughs> My nine ninety nine a month membership for unlimited streaming oh, and unlimited DVDs will be split into two distinct plans. Oh, God. Those were the um, days. Yeah. I do remember when they first started having Instant Watch as a feature. And, like... I had the the Netflix watch instantly list, and you'd watch the dumbest movies just because you could. I could stream them on my mm-hmm. TV, and it was exciting. Man, God, I don't. Yeah, we were not into that then. Yeah, I would just. I mean, I had it for a long time just because I would. That was the easiest way to get obscure movies that they don't have on streaming. But most everything is like you can find it on some service or other now, for the for the most part. But not always. I mean, we we talked about one true lies that you cannot find. Yeah, and I saw various people explaining why that might be. Uh, there was some lawsuit lost about the movie where it was based on a French movie, but they hadn't properly credited or paid oh, the French right? movie. Okay, but like you can still watch the movie; it's just not available for streaming. So I don't, I don't know if those things are connected or not. Hmm. Who knows? What else you got, John? Oh, <laughs> oh, more topics. Hang on a second. Oh, I just closed that one. Dang it! Still um, picture. Oh, the, uh, one of the rumors that I'm interested in about the iPhone 14 is um, satellite connectivity. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, supposedly um, it might be in, or it might be a feature of these phones, uh, but may or not, may not be enabled on launch because they may not have negotiated with the the companies that run the satellites in order to do that yet. Um, at least that's what Ming Chi Kuo says. So. Is that a feature? I mean, it seems like maybe you would be interested in that feature. Well, I don't understand what what you're using the feature for. Uh, for connectivity places outside the oh, where I there see. are. I mean, so you know, actually, maybe I'm interested in that. Like, if I go to Vermont, I could use right. satellite connectivity instead of. Oh, I did see something about this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's interesting. I know our our friend of the show, Elon Musk, was talking about how he intends to support that with T-Mobile, um, but that it'll be slow. Like it'll be it'll yeah, be you know. Still- data where you don't have data but that it'll be slow yeah, yeah I mean, and i, I think, think i think the idea is that it's mostly at least what's baked in is the is the ability to do emergency right phone calls and stuff like that um so if you get stuck by the side of the road if you're you know being attacked by zombies yeah you know could happen yeah so, so, i mean i guess i mean i guess anybody would be interested in it right because it's, of the zombie yeah. angle I, the, um, I don't know. I think there's, I'm curious about the, what's the phrase? Like, what's the upkeep cost to maintain those satellites? <laughs> like, does it pay off? <laughs> like, I just saw something this past week that the U.S. spends billions of dollars each year to keep GPS functioning, <laughs> which I hadn't realized. I thought it just worked. <laughs> but apparently, money must be spent. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, you have to, I mean, <laughs> those things fall out of the sky, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how often that, I mean, I don't know the longevity, Jason probably knows stuff like this, but I don't know the longevity of those satellites. Like, like once you put one up, how long, and then, and then eventually the bandwidth is going to get saturated, you know, because you probably built it with technology that is not going to be able to withstand more and more people. Right, and we're slowly ruining the sky, right? Is there a way that we can use this to combat global warming if we block the sun enough? With- well, yeah, I think that maybe that's Musk's idea. Is that because... 
He wants to fill the sky with enough satellites that he can spell his name out, I think. <laughs> it's it's the new version of peeing in the snow. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> and have it be seen <laughs> from the ground. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, like, that was like a futuristic thing that was something that I was not expecting and that had not heard yeah. of earlier. That was interesting. I um I also want to report that I believe that when iOS 16 goes mainstream, that although I hadn't anticipated this, that message editing opens up a new window for joke texts between friends. So I'm just <laughs> putting that out there. Okay. Like I have a, a brother-in-law who loves to always be on the betas. And, you know, I, I realized I could send him like a really offensive text or really mm-hmm. rude one and then quickly edit it, knowing that he would see, A, that it was edited, and be able to see the history. But then it's like, you have plausible... Well, I didn't mean that. That was a typo. (laughs) That style joke has been Mm -hmm. playing really well with Lex's brother-in-law. So I'm putting that out there. Sounds good. So we we haven't really mentioned the fact that they announced the the event for next week. That's right. Do we have uh, predictions? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to introduce new phones. That's my prediction. Which one will you get? I'm not gonna. If I, say, I think I've already said what I'm doing, right? I, I'm. I have to wait. I'm gonna wait until my twelve is purchased, which of course was not until November, because I think they came out late, right? Two years ago. I do want to mention if you just if you have your wife do the T-Mobile test, I'm sure that if you do a contract with T-Mobile, they'll buy out your old contract. <laughs> So yeah, true. Yeah, you maybe I should just do, maybe I should just do that. Hank keeps bugging I, me about that too. Honestly, I don't know why he I, wants to switch, but for some reason he wants to switch to T-Mobile. <laughs> it's probably the smartest move, right? In all cases, is yeah. just keep letting these companies buy out your contract and give you new. Yeah, phone right. For that's free probably true. And I think like I, yeah, because people have pointed out to me, well, like Verizon has this deal that's also really good. And I was like, I'm not sure I can get that currently. Like, I think you have to switch to them to get that. Like, yeah. because it, like there was some like, well, they also have a 55 and older plan. I don't see it anywhere. It's not available to me as a current customer to switch to that plan. <laughs> Maybe if I call them, they would let me do that. Um, but if I log into the interface, it's not. It does not appear. I'm not going to mention where I work, John. But I was told <laughs> that where I work that you could get a discount <laughs> with T-Mobile. Um, I followed all the different URLs, went to email, etc. Never was able to get that right. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right that there are sometimes secret rates that they claim exist, yeah. but can be found nowhere. Yeah. And then you have to talk to a person, which I don't know why I, I don't, you know, I, I have always found, even when I was on AT&T, like the people that I call are usually very pleasant people. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your experience has been, but every time I get somebody on a phone from, uh, either AT&T or Verizon, they've always been super nice and have always really tried to help me. And, um, that may be an, I may be an outlier for some reason, but I've always had a good experience. And I remember, like, the last time I had a problem uh, when I got a new phone, it was, yeah, so it was probably when I got this phone. Uh, I was, I called the the person, and I, (laughs) it was during the pandemic, so it was, like, in the early part of the pandemic, and I could hear (laughs) in the background there were chickens. (laughs) (laughs) And she was someplace where it was, you know, like, there was, like, a rooster crowing. And so I think she was, like, in the Philippines or something like that, because it was not that time of day here oh i, and I was like i was like do you have chickens and she's like oh yeah i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't you know i don't like no no that's cool yeah, it's cool apologize. do you like having you chickens and we, like, so we talked about her chickens for a while <laughs> that's actually really 
That's I I did kind of love that era of the pandemic where you would call uh, like a toll free mm-hmm. or whatever, and then they'd be in their own homes. Like, that. yeah, There's something cute about that. Yeah, it was great. I really, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I love I love that experience. So anyway, um, but your, your point is basically though that we dread calling people, and then it's usually just fine <laughs> in certain circumstances. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't the recommend I wouldn't recommend one. talking to, to on, on the phone to <laughs> in general. <laughs> I don't I don't like waiting to talk to somebody, <laughs> and then. Yeah you sometimes obviously it's a really poor experience i uh i talked about this on as we record today's your daily life but I, I had the experience of flying from an international airport and for various complicated reasons they didn't want to put the the priority tag on two of my four suitcases it was a family of five it wasn't just me and i was like but no we're, we all we're, we're all um under the thing i fly a lot for work so i got status on you i'm like no we should all have the priority tags and she's like well they split up your reservation into two. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys did that when you bumped me to first class on the way here. And I declined and said, no, please put me back with my family. So I don't get divorced before I go on this vacation. <laughs> I didn't ask you to split my reservations. You did, but we're all one reservation. Like we're all, it's, you can see we're all sitting like it's the one fucking thing. And she's like, yeah, but since, it, and so she didn't want to put the tags on. Then a, a supervisor comes over like, just, just put the tags on, which she did. Then we walk away and get in the security line. And I watched her take them off two oh of the bags God. after I left. Oh. <laughs> oh Sometimes God. people are terrible. Oh, that is rage inducing. Yeah. Oh, it was. And then our, you know, those two bags came off real slow yesterday. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. It doesn't sound fine. No, fuck her. 